0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm sorry it took me longer to get another episode out than originally planned. But here's what we're going to do today. We are going to look back at the top 16 drivers and points on the playoff format. And we're going to see how close it got to what it would have been if we ran a full season on points. Uh, for the top 5 for the most part, is what we're going to focus on as far as how much of a difference it would have been. But we are going to name the 16 drivers that made the playoffs. And uh, we'll point out a couple main differences in the standings if it would have been one way or the other, and if we feel like a driver should have even been close to finishing in that position in the point standings where they actually finished this year. So to start with, what we're going to show is the playoff points. And Obviously, the champion was Joey Logano, 4 wins, 11 top 5s, 17 top 10s, and a 13.5 average finish. The second was Ross Chastain, who had an incredible year for Trackhouse house racing. Two wins, which were the first two wins of his career. I witnessed one of them in person at Talladega in the spring. 15 top 5s, 21 top 10s, a 13.3 average finish. Third in the points, Christopher Bell, 3 wins, 12 top 5s, 20 top 10s, and an average finish of 13.8. And fourth, Chase Elliott with 5 wins, the most in the series, 12 top 5s, 20 top 10s, and a 12-point average finish, which was the best in the series. Fifth, Denny Hamlin, 2 wins, 10 top 5s, 16 top 10s, an average finish of 15.5 overall. Sixth was William Byron. Two wins, five top fives, 11 top 10s, a 15.6 average finish. Seventh was Kyle Larson, the defending series champion, with three wins, 13 top fives, 19 top 10s, and a 14.1 average finish. Then eighth was Ryan Blaney. Zero wins, 12 top fives, Seventeen top tens and an average finish of thirteen point six. And yes, I know he won the All Star race, but that does not count. Number nine in the points was Chase Briscoe, with one win, his first career win at Phoenix in the spring race. Six top fives and ten top tens with a seventeen point three average finish. That might be the first one we're looking at that he really deserved to finish in the top ten in points. Daniel Suarez finished tenth, a career year for him one win at Sonoma, six top fives, 13 top tens, and a 15, no, my bad, a 16.5 average finish, and that is not representative of him. I don't know how he wound up with that. He ran up front all the time and just had bad luck toward into of these races a lot of times, including in the playoffs and what kept him from moving on. A 11th in the standings, this is the big one right here, guys. Austin Dillon, one win, five top fives. And 11 top tens with a 16.5 average finish. Was not even relevant most of the year. Austin Centric after winning the Daytona 500 as a rookie. That was his one win. Five top fives, nine top tens, and a 16.3 average finish. 13, Kyle Bush. Hard to believe he finished that low in the standings with the way that, but that team just fell apart in the final several races of the season. One win. Probably shouldn't have gotten that win if it wouldn't have been for Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe wrecking each other at Bristol in the dirt. Eight top five, 17 top tens, a 16.7 average finish. Tyler Reddick went up 14th in the standings. That team fell apart the last few weeks. Um, plus, he had to get out of the car at Martinsville after being injured with whatever was going on with there. We never did really find out nothing specific about what was going on with him. That's still weird to look back on at that situation. But he had an absolute career year, won his first race, and he would wind up with a total of three wins, 10 top fives, 15 top tens, and a 17.6 average finish. That, to me, the playoffs was meant for a driver like him. He just had a ton of bad luck, and it was even in the playoffs. He had enough speed. They could have been battling for the championship without a doubt. 15, Kevin Harvick, two wins. And they were both back-to-back later in the season, right before the playoffs started. Nine top fives, 17 top tens, and a 14.3 average finish. And last but not least, Alex Bowman finished 16th in the standings. And he would not have finished that low. He obviously missed several races with a concussion. I hope he is really back and healthy and ready to go for next year. But he had one win, four top fives, 12 top tens, and an average finish of 16.7. So that's how the top 16 looked with the playoffs. And right there at 17, the best of the rest. This is obviously going to be one big difference when we look at the total season standings with Martin Truex Jr. being right there. I'm interested to see where he would have been if it would have been the whole season. All right, so now we're going to look at the total season effort Chase Elliott would have been the champion if we counted points from Daytona to Phoenix. He he would have had a total of 1,241 points, and he would have beat out Joey Logano, who had 1,196 points. So it would have been a pretty comfortable gap going into that last race. Chase did have the best average finish. He led the most laps out of anybody all year. He probably would have deserved it. And Joey Logano would have finished second in the standings like we just talked about. Ryan Blaney, who did not win a race, would have finished third. Fourth would have been Kyle Larson with his three wins. Fifth would have been Ross Chastain. Sixth would have been Christopher Bell. Seventh would have been William Byron. And here is a big one right here. He would have been eighth in the points instead of 17th. Martin Truex Jr. That is huge. Denny Hamlin, instead of being fifth, would have been ninth. Kyle Bush, instead of being outside the top 10, would have been 10th. Kevin Harvick would have been in 11th. Daniel Suarez, only one spot difference. Didn't really make that much of a difference for him. Tyler Reddick, just one, one or two spots different. 13th. Chase Briscoe, 14th. Now, here's one that I think is cool. He would have been in the top 15 in points with well, that team Is Eric Jones after winning the Southern 500. He finished 15th in the total standings on the year. Austin Cedric would have been 16th, so a couple positions different. All right, 17th, Austin Dillon. Now, that is, he did improve throughout the last 10 races, but before he wasn't even in the top 20 in points when he won Daytona, and he should have never won Daytona. We all know what happened there. I went on rants about that for uh, two weeks, I believe, or several different episodes, so we're not going to talk about that no more. But he would have finished 17th. And I'm just looking down through here. Alex Bowman, who did make the playoffs, would have been 21st in the points. But that is a little artificial considering he missed four races due to his concussion. So he probably would have been, I'm thinking, anywhere from that 11th to 13th range if he wouldn't have missed those races. And those are the big differences in the point standings um, compared one way or the other. And here's one other thing we're going to look at. So there's definitely some differences. I mean, Kyle Bush would have been in the top 10. Martin Trace Jr. would have been in the top 10. Ron Blaney would have been in the top five in points. Kyle Larson would have been higher in the points. So I've always been a component of, like, I agree the playoffs should be in the sport. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. But I don't agree with it coming down to the last race. I'd like it to be either the old chase format or, like Denny Hamlin was saying, at the award show the other day, make it a three-race series just like the rest of the playoffs are because I believe it deserves to come down to more than one race. I would love for them to try it with the full season one time with the stage points uh, and all that kind of stuff because I think it would be different than it was from 03 on because you'd still be racing harder throughout the race because those stage points mattered. And I think that would make up a difference. And plus, you would call these races different the, for the guys that wouldn't in position to win. That would change overall how you call it the race. But I do feel the more and more I look at it, you look at this top ten right here. It does show the drivers that are like the drivers that can make up for the cars not being as good and don't make mistakes. They still finished in the top ten in points when they didn't in the playoff format. But I can also look at it this way. The four drivers with the best average finish in the series this year made the Final Four. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. And Christopher Bell, who had the second-best average finish, or the third-best average finish, would have finished sixth in the standings. So you can say the playoffs didn't necessarily get it wrong as far as the four guys that were battling for it. I still, I think the playoffs do hold a spot in the sport. Although I do understand why we do it. So we probably will never go back to a full season format. And as much as I would like to see it, I understand why. But you got to look at it. They did get it right as far as it worked out this year to where the four drivers, who was the most consistent all year with the best average finish, we're in the final four bound for the championship. I would just like for that to be a bigger sample size than just one race at Phoenix. And we got to move this race around if it's going to be just one race. It's disappointing to see things like that. I don't like it because one driver figures it out and we just they f- dominate that race. I would love for it to come down to more than just one race. Make it a three-race round. Or if you're convinced that we need the playoffs or the chase, go back to the way it was 2013 Um, back. Whereas ten races, no eliminations. If you wanted to eliminate somebody, let's say after the first four races, if you're not in the top five, you're out, possibly. But here's one big issue I have with the playoffs. This is my biggest issue with the playoffs, in my opinion. The winning you're in. I want it to matter on points and strategy. Do if you want to make wins matter, I think 16 for one is way too many drivers in this playoff bracket. And that's just something that's probably just my opinion. I want it to go back to 10. If you want to make wins matter, make it be the top eight in points, no matter what, the top eight in points, zero wins, 15 wins. Those are guys in. And then take the guys from eighth through 20th. I mean, ninth through 20th. And the guys are the two most wins getting in, if you want to make wins matter so much to get in. But those top eight, it needs to be hard to get in. The playoffs are so much easier to get in now than it used to be. And I know we had drivers like True X. And some guys not make it this year. Martin Triggs Jr. was in the top five in points, guys, when the playoffs started. There's no excuse for him not to be in the playoffs. Ryan Blaney would not have made the playoffs if Kurt Busch would not have been injured. And he was second in the points battling Chase Elliott for the regular season championship. That is unacceptable. They've got to figure that out. And this is just uh, just something that's been on my mind. I wanted to make an episode about it. And, um, and here's just a couple other things that I think is cool to look at uh, that Chase Elliott's average finish was 12.5, by far the best. And nobody else was even in the 12 bracket. So you can make the argument that he was the most consistent. But I do understand why some people look like, well, he wasn't even really relevant even though he made the Final Four the last eight weeks of the year. It was crazy to see. They just fell off the map. I don't know what happened. And one of his teammates, and Kyle Larson, in my opinion, started running a whole lot better than they had, but he wasn't in it because of a mistake he made at the Roval. But just one last stat I want to show. You can look at this um, with Chase Elliott. Also, he led 857 laps. It's the first time in years nobody's led at least 1,000. But the next best was Joey Logano at 784. Again, finished second in point. It didn't seem like he ran up front that often. But he ran up front more often than we thought. And then it was 636 and 635 and 692. And it's just... Uh, If you look at this, you say Chase Elliott should be the champion, but I can, and I want to say, he deserves to be the champion. I mean, he did win the most races. In theory, he won five. Really, it's four. We all know that because of the penalty, the Hamlin at Pocono. But he would have been tied with Logano for the most wins. At the same time, I can't really argue that Logano wasn't deserving of that championship, especially with a format. And this is one this year. Was really one of those years where it makes you look at it to where which format really is better because you did wind up having the four drivers with the best average finish, the two drivers with the most laps led, the two drivers with the most wins nine between them, and then you had Christopher Bell who got hot in the playoffs and won two races in the playoffs, both in a must win situation that was really incredible. And then you had Ross Chastain get really hot and finish in the top two week after week after week and make that incredible move at Martinsville to make it to Phoenix. So this year probably was honestly the case for where the playoffs belong. But I just don't get that feeling on Championship Sunday of this Game 7 Super Bowl moment that we're trying to predict because to me... It's not the same because there's so much out of the driver's control. And look back at the sport, and this is one thing, this is one positive I would give toward the season long format or even the format from 2004 through 2013 of the original Chase. We haven't named one person right now that will look back at 2014 through 2022 and say that was an unbelievable championship battle down to the wire. Nobody says that because it's manufactured and none of them are special. The ones that we still talk about are 1992, Alan Quickie, Davey Allison, and Bill Elliott battling out of Atlanta when Alan Quickie came out on top. We look at 2005 with Tony Stewart and Greg Biffle battling it out down the homestead. We look at 2011, ironically, Tony Stewart again having this incredible battle with Carl Edwards where they actually finished tied in the points. And Stewart won it on a tiebreaker. We look at years like 2007, even though at the very end, Jimmy Johnson pulled out a little bit on Jeff Gordon. It was a battle all year long between them two to see who would win that championship in 2007. And then we look at years like 1997, where it was Jeff Gordon, Martin Del Jarrett battling it down. 95, when Jeff won his first championship against Dell Sr., battled all the way down, won by less than 30 points. Those are the ones that we remember and we talk about. We don't sit and talk about, uh the any of the championships the last 10 years you talk about some incredible runs that get there but nobody looks at it like this is a top five championship battle of all time because it's manufactured so i think we need to go to at least a three race series at the end of the year to make it just seem more realistic now if your driver's in it for that day you're more amped up about it but other than that it's just like any other right if your driver's not continuing that final four You don't have no atmosphere for that last weekend, just like you wouldn't have had in 2003 and beyond if the points leader was way ahead. And that's also something that we celebrate, too. We celebrate years like Jeff Gordon had in 98 with 13 wins. It was just such a dominant year, and people remember it. And the sport was popular then. Obviously, we could have those same numbers now. The sport was still growing when we decided to change the system for some reason. And I do understand it has been mixed, and I'm okay with the original chase. It cost Jeff Gordon, who, by the way, was my favorite driver, three championships. If it wasn't for that, he would be sitting there as a seven time champion more than likely, especially in 2007 and 2014. 2007, he'd have won it, he would have clinched it with three or four weeks left. And I understand why we really don't want that, but I do believe it's better for the drivers if you have the whole 10 race stretch to build up points. It's more fair, and it's just the best thing to do, in my opinion. And it's just bothersome to me that NASCAR just doesn't care. But I'm hoping there's starting to be some more drivers complaining about it over the last couple years. I'm hoping we're going to see a tweak. And maybe they'll change that. Because to me, we ain't getting that Game 7 moment. We ain't getting a Super Bowl type moment. We are not getting the final 30 seconds of a NBA Finals game that's going to either clinch the series or push it to Game 7. It's... Not that we're not going to get that because it's manufactured to me. Because the thing about racing compared to stick and ball sports, yes, certain times stick and ball sports teams can get hot and go, but at the same time, they had they control it themselves unless for some reason there's injury involved. I don't know the team that helps them. Let's look at 2007. I know the Giants barely made the playoffs and they went on a roll and beat the undefeated Patriots and Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, but they still can control that. Tom Brady and Randy Moss and Teddy Bruschi and all those guys on that unbelievable team for New England just didn't show up that day because they thought they had it won. That's on them. That's a whole different scenario than this. You can have Jeff Gordon in 2004 for just one example. Even though they was in the chase format, he would have won the championship without the chase. He would have won it with the chase too, but the pit crew screwed up at darlington in the southern 500 and had the air hose under the car and he lost several spots after he led and dominated the whole race he blew a motor at atlanta in the chase that year if he wouldn't have done that they would have won the championship that's my thing that blown motor there's nothing the team could have done there's nothing jeff could have done that day and it cost him a 30th something place finish and if he'd have finished 20th in that race he'd have been the 2004 uh nextel cup series champion at that time is what it was called so that's my problem with it. I support I understand the point of the playoffs. But we cannot come down to just one race because there's so much out of their control. And I don't believe that somebody that has been 20th in the points all year deserves to be in. That is another issue with it. My biggest issue with the playoffs is the final race and just the fact of how many people get in it. Austin Dillon was running 25th to 30th every single week, and he was running 20th at Daytona when it started raining and came out in the lead. And, yes, they did finish the race, but there was, like, three cars out there that had no damage, and one of them was his teammate who helped him win the race. I mean, so that's just where I'm standing at on this. I don't know what y'all's opinions are. Y'all can leave me a message or something like that. Um. Is it going to change? Not completely, no, but I hope they make adjustments to make it better. Give us more than one race. I'm not a fan of Denny Hammond, but I agree with him so much with what he was saying at the awards show in Nashville on the red carpet the other night. Give a bigger sampler size for him in that race. And also, can we please quit letting 16 people in? If you're not in the top 20 of points, you don't deserve to be battling for a championship, and we almost had that happen with a couple guys. Chase Briscoe and Austin Dillon. And Austin Cindric did not deserve to be in that championship battle. Now, the only reason... I, now, if this is certain years, and the reason they came up with the whole winning year is try to make winning matter, and I get that. Now, if you're 10th, the 20th, and well, like I said earlier, make it be the top 8, in my opinion, on points all I'm actually getting in, and ninth through 20th. If you're sitting there 15th in points and you've won five races, I can make an argument that you deserve to be there. You've probably just had some bad luck, mechanical failures that's knocked you back. And that's happened before. Ryan Newman won eight races in 2003 and barely was in the top ten in points because of mechanical failures. I can understand you deserving have a shot at a championship if you're that guy. But the guy that gets lucky and wins at Daytona or Talladega... Or on any fuel mileage racer right now that is 23rd in points does not belong on the same stage as chase Elliott, kyle larson joey logano uh ryan blaney martin Truex jr who didn't even get to make it even though he was in the top five in points things like that is just stuff we need to work on and that's just uh wish of mine i wish we could uh look at for the future but it probably won't happen but I can always hope right and I think there's a lot of people that agree with me I know my brother agrees with me but he is a whole lot more against the playoffs than me I'm okay with the playoffs I just want to see some changes to make it more legit he wants it to flat out be just from start to finish and at the end I would like that but I know it's not going to happen and the playoff format is not terrible it's just there's some adjustments to be done how many people getting in where they get in from And I think the final round needs to be more than one race to be more fair to the drivers and competitors. Because, like I said, there's so much out of a driver's control and a team's control at that point also. But uh, this has just been a cool little review of the 2022 season. Um, It's going to be the last current type episode for a while. And I really look forward to the podcast that will be dropping next Wednesday where we look at the top three most underappreciated champions in the sports history in my opinion and uh i will wait for that episode for you to know the names because i want to keep it a secret because i don't want people debating me before then and change my mind so it's already uh i've gotten all my notes and stuff made to make sure that i had all my facts straight about these guys and i cannot wait to record that episode and i hope you guys really like it because i love the history of the sport and it's going to be fun to talk about and i hope y'all have fun listening to it Anyway, guys, y'all have a great weekend, and um, we'll see y'all next week. Later.